It's you know our office not, politics. Not one and one. That shit against him. Like it's it's. I don't think it'll work the way we think it would have worked if he were to try to press these issues. Maybe one of them too. But address address the issues when they come up. Because sometimes he did not address the issues. And a lot of us, a lot of black people felt cheated. And I understand he felt like he was, a, he had a platform. He had a platform that he could not express himself. Facts. But you in your second term, my G, you like, talk about it. Let's Facts. talk about it. You can't get reelected again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Talk about it. Facts. But he did not. He chose not. And I feel like he feels, I feel like he's coming at Biden to do it more. Because he feels guilty that he never he never did it. The Sophisticatedly Ratchet Podcast is a roundtable formatted conversational podcast about any and everything. Six black queens and kings from New York City. Sharing our views on black lifestyle, culture, relationships, religion, and current events. Here at SR, we strive to give our listeners the real in a world of fake. Worldly professionals with class that also know how to switch it up. Now let's talk our wild shit. Peace, peace, peace. Welcome to another episode of Sophisticatedly Ratchet. This is your boy, Mash, a.k.a. Spew God, Drip, Drip, Drip. And I have the honored privilege to be today's moderator. Today, I want to talk to my beautiful squad about censorship. Here at Sophisticatedly Ratchet, we strive to give our listeners the real in the world of fake, and I stand on that. I'm prideful of that because that's all we got. If we are authentic, then what are we here for? In terms of censorship, in terms of my beautiful, beautiful black co-hosts, I want to know how you feel about censoring yourself here on this podcast. I want to know how you feel about censoring your words in order to convey a message to somebody else. Do you feel like you need to censor yourself? Do you feel like you're being authentic if you censor yourself? What does censorship mean to you in relation to this thing that we're creating here as a team? So this first question I want to pose to my baby girl, Mo. Question for you, boo. Hey. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. What's your sign? I'm a Pisces all day, every day. What a sign. Mm, That's what they say about that. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to ask you about censorship. Yeah. (laughs) Because my question for you is, how do you feel about censoring yourself on this podcast? Um, I don't feel that I should censor myself on this podcast because a podcast is where we have free reign to discuss whatever it is we want to discuss and to say what it is we want to say. For those who may not agree or dislike what I'm saying, feel free to change to the next station, podcast or whatever. But as far as this podcast, that's why we're doing it, to express ourselves, to talk about different topics difficult topics as well. So like I said, if people don't agree with it, that's fine. You know, you're within your right not to agree, but you don't have to listen to this. You're not forced to listen to this podcast. So I don't feel like I should censor myself at all. At all. Okay. Okay. No, no not on the podcast. You know, you want to be sensitive or, or, or culturally sensitive, but I don't feel like I should censor what I'm, what, what I'm saying, because like I said, the person doesn't have to listen. Do you consider being culturally sensitive uh, an acceptable version of censorship? That I mean, being culturally, that is a form of censorship. Honestly, it is because you're, you okay. know, you're kind of walking around on eggshells in regards to that culture, or you know, really watching what you're saying, not to offend or you know, disrespect anyone. So yeah, that is a form of censorship. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Do you feel like you'd have to do that more in this setting versus another because of how people criticize what we say? I don't feel like I have to do it more in this setting. Um, a setting where I would have to see myself doing that more would be at work because work is a different beast. You know, you have EEO. <laughs> you know, EEO? anybody that's that's HR where they could take you to, you know, or say they feel offended. Let's say I'm talking to somebody else and a person may overhear something I'm saying. Not that they should be in my business anyway because I'm not talking to them. But if they feel disrespected or feel like I said something <clears throat> racially or racial slur, they can take you to EEO, which can, you know, bring up charges or they could tell you how they felt offended or tell EEO how they felt offended by something that you said. So I feel like in the workplace, you know, you kind of may, some people may dumb down what they're saying or walk on eggshells around a topic that they may be discussing at work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's justifiable under the circumstances, but in this case, you don't get fucked. <laughs> I don't. I don't give a fuck because I'm on a podcast and this is our pack, our podcast, and we're going to talk about what we want to talk about. Like I said, you can choose to turn the dial if you don't like what we're saying. Facts. Yo, yo, Mo, would you let your coworker listen to this podcast? My, would I let my coworker listen to the podcast? Yeah, seeing how you want to be all unfiltered, you could talk what you want. Blah, I blah, can blah, blah, blah. Would you let well, your majority, yeah, but majority of my coworkers are my friends, so yeah, so they already know how I give it up. Okay. I'm just saying. So they know this. So then you got like this two side code switch self with yes, your working. Those, yeah, they know. Okay. They know I know when I'm in a working environment, I, you know, I talk very. You talk proper. white? I'm not, I don't talk white. I just talk. You can't you talk know, a color. What that mean? You can't you talk, talk a white. color. Right. Exactly. I just make sure that I am articulating myself well when I'm on the job and stuff like that. And I try to articulate here too, but you know, you want to be your authentic self on the podcast, but I don't have a problem with my coworkers listening to the podcast because like I said, majority of my coworkers are my friends. So they already know how I give it up. Okay. Facts. Boogie boy. I got questions for you, King. You. How you feeling today? My guy. Feeling great. King. So Queen Mo just mentioned something that, that I think is really awesome. She was saying that on the podcast, she can be her genuine self. Do you feel like on this podcast, censorship affects you from being able to be your genuine self? You know, that badass motherfucker from Harlem, that guy. Yeah. So I'm sorry. That ain't my persona one in, uh, um, in terms of some big badass. But it, in terms of like censorship, I feel that like I feel that people should be responsible for what they say and, and be mindful of how they say it. Because, pe- you know, people are always listening. <laughs> but I like censorship, censorship as a whole in terms of the definition of it. I don't believe in it. It goes against freedom of speech when you think about it. That's, you okay. know, when you, when you really dumb it down. But I do think there is like the reason why it exists is because we, you know, we should be responsible for, you know, what we say and how we say it. Okay. So okay. in terms of this podcast, that's, that's how I view it. Like I don't believe in censorship, but I should be, you know, accountable for what I, what I'm saying. So you feel confident that you can express yourself as, as clearly and non offensively as you like on this platform. I would like to think that, um, <laughs> okay. but yeah, that, <laughs> I know I'll probably say if I haven't already, I probably will say something stupid, but you know, live and learn from it. That's kind of the name of the game. Um, but yeah, just like, like being mindful of it, of the future to kind of not repeat it. I think that's important, but no, I don't think, I don't think censorship is, is it's appropriate, um, in terms of myself for this podcast. My guy flash. Yeah. Peace King. How are you? Good, Cam. What's poppin', man? 
I got questions for you. How you feel about censorship? Shit, my I think my um my 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 mind frame on it has changed. I think over time. In what way? Uh, I believe in it to a certain extent. I'm a I'm a I'm a person where it depends on who your I guess who your audience is. I feel like you gotta watch what you say around certain audiences. So, and I consider that censorship. I consider that something that I do depending on who I'm in front of. Now, if I'm, if I'm in front of this podcast and I'm talking to y'all and I'm talking in like, you know, just a, a more open manner, I'm a, I'm, I'm going to allow y'all to know more about me and hear more about me than I am, you know, like how I'm always saying like her coworkers or something like that. So I know mm-hmm. I pick the times and the things that I should say in front of different people. And even when it comes to my family, I'm going to censor myself in front of my family in terms of not letting them know certain things about me or speaking in a certain way that they're not used to because that's just who I am. And I, I don't think it's, it's like me being two-faced. I think it's just me like picking my words wisely for for the audience that um, who, who I'm interacting with. And I think that's what that is for me. So how can, uh, how can you, how can you gauge your authenticity if you feel yourself changing with every individual, or every group that you speak to? I don't I don't think I'm changing though. I think I'm just being aware with what I would like to say in front of certain people. I don't think that's me being un, un unauthentic because I'm I'm still the same old person in terms of when I think about like my personality and certain other things beyond what goes with just my words. My words are not what make me authentic. It's it's a bunch of things that make me authentic. Mm-hmm. The words that I decide to use in front of certain people when I talk about censorship is not me not being authentic. Once again, it's just me wanting to be liable for the words that come out of my mouth, depending on who I'm talking to. Understood. It could also be respect too. Like, like when you talk about your parents, like the way you talk to them, right. You know, versus how you talk to like your siblings and whatnot, there's a, you know, there's a respect, you know, in terms of like the person that you're actually like speaking to, it's not really like you're censoring yourself. It's just that, you know, like this person is here. So like how you interact with them is different. How you interact with someone else, I guess. Doesn't yeah. mean that you're like, you're less authentic. It's just, I guess, like a, I don't know, different shade or something like that. Yeah, I like agree. Better term. With parents, you know, however, like you said, if you talk to your siblings or your friend, of course you would be, you know, you're going to say what you want to say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't need my mom hearing me saying like niggas and bitches and, and hoes and thoughts and shit like that. Like that's not, that's not where we come from in terms of how we talk to our parents. So I come from that place of sometimes being, censoring yourself is a form of respect in all reality. And I think that's, what people confuse. They think censorship has to be like a bad thing when it can actually be like a good thing. It can be me being mindful of who you are and the things that I allow myself to say, knowing who you are. So, Like if you was talking in the presence of children. Right. And you didn't want to use curse words and you didn't want to use big, complicated words to explain something. You dumb it down for them. Right. In that same context. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up, Flash, because I agree with that. I feel like because I censor myself um, in a certain environment doesn't mean that like I can do it out of respect for you. It's not like, oh, I'm scared to say what I got to say. No, it's I'm respecting you. So I'm going to, you know, be mindful of what I'm saying specifically to you, you know, or within that environment. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree to that. And I don't even think uncensoring yourself is like, because remember that if I tell somebody else more, or I express more with my words or whatnot, I don't feel like I'm being disrespectful now. I'm just respecting the realm that of the understanding that me and this this person have and how we talk and how we engage with one another. So 
you know, I'm going to talk more ratchet with you than I am going to talk with my mom. And that's once mm-hmm. again, out of respect. So with that, with that same logic, would you let your, your mom listen to the podcast? Yeah, I, I would let her listen to it because, um, once again, that's not me having a conversation or talking to her. That's her getting to experience. And this is why I say like it, it's not me not being authentic, but she, she should be okay knowing like, yeah, she, she has to know her son does not talk to her like this because there's a different level of who my mom is versus who my friends are and who the rest of the people in the world are. So I feel like once she knows or even sees like that, just that line, it's already, it's already to be known like, oh, you know, that's, that's fine. Like that's who, that's, he he don't talk to me like that. So clearly. I actually have an issue with that. Like I feel so comfortable when it's just us. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I forget that this is going to be broadcasted. Mm -hmm. I don't think I want my mother to hear a lot of the stuff that we talk about and a lot of things that I bring up voluntarily you know what i mean (laughs) um just playing this for someone that i'm talking to right now it was like you know when they asked me questions i was like "Uh," you know like he was like uh do you do drugs and i was like drugs i don't do drugs he was like well you sent me a podcast about party favors (laughs) what did you and what did you say yeah so i was like uh drugs what are you talking about i was like oh i do edibles that's not a drug to me you know what i mean he's like and i heard you say that on the podcast and I and I was just really shocked that that's not something that I would bring up to someone when I'm just meeting them. But I have to be now aware that this is going to be like yeah. whatever I put out on this podcast is how people are going to perceive me. So I have to be very mindful of that. Yo, yo, first off, anybody that ever asked me, do you do drugs? I probably wouldn't tell them shit. I would not trust them from that moment. Fucking narc. You fucking <laughs> narc. <laughs> if you listen to the our, our if you listen to the party favors one we keep talking about oh drugs is great and drugs is this but it was just weed it wasn't crack right. it wasn't cocaine it wasn't heroin it wasn't acid or meth or anything crazy it was just weed but it's a drug the only people that ask me do you do drugs like are the police and Fucking um, people who do drugs. <laughs> For me, that's it. That, the that's police and people who do drugs because they're trying to give me some drugs, or they want to sh- they want to they want to use some of my drugs. Either right. way, those are people for sure. In terms of censorship, right. I, like I just realized something. Like even though we talk about censorship, and even though we may think or feel that you know we're not censoring ourselves, we are. When you think about it, when th- when you think about society. For, for example, like there are certain words that we would not use publicly because we would be we would be fearful of the backlash. For example, a white person using the word nigga in public, they would they would know the sense of themselves for the most part, or someone using the homophobic the homophobic F word publicly. Mm-hmm. No one would use that publicly no more because of the backlash they would receive. So technically, when you think about it, there's like a like a sort of I guess subconscious censorship going on where there's fear of retaliation or, or, or you know that kind of thing. If you say that word, yeah, I agree. It's not subconscious. It's, it's conscious because we're aware of it. Like we we are consciously making an effort to not say those words or say those things that may spark a negative response from people because that's not our mo. But yeah. I could see how someone may misinterpret a message that we're trying to get across because of the words we decide to use. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's, I think I think that's very different, you know, yeah. 
toned down a lot of words I know I probably used to say even out of just ignorance. You know, uh, it, whether I was playing around and, you know, you had like the, the boy era, you calling the other boy, yeah, you faggot, or, you know, or you call somebody retarded or whatnot. And I think it's just like you have to be mindful in like this day and age, especially if you know the impact of those words and like you want to be responsible with those words so i agree no no like i like i agree that it's it's conscious no doubt about it like we actively doing it but the censorship like the underlying theme of it i feel like that was was what i noticed on the low but yeah no no yeah yeah i got what you're saying no books tj how you feeling i'm feeling amazing i'm speaking it into existence okay how are you bro I'm doing fantastic. I can't complain. I got a question for you, baby girl. How do you feel about censorship? Do you feel like it's necessary for you to censor yourself? Do you feel that censorship is necessary on the podcast? I mean, I feel like we've come so far now in the evolution of this statement that I got to change my question to you now because... No, I, I'm actually... When you asked it to everyone else, I was like, shit, I want to answer. I want to answer. Like, when right, so when- How do you feel about censorship? So on this podcast, I feel ambivalent. Like, I feel like I do need to monitor some of the things that I'm saying because I don't want to offend anyone. I also don't want there to be this perception of me that is not like the true me. Yes, I have done edibles, but am I a drug addict? You know what I mean? No, I'm not that, you know? So I just, I feel like also not only that, but like, I also need to hold myself to the same standards. And you guys know how I can't stand Charlemagne. And I feel horrible for not liking him because I caught him in one episode where he was, you know, like just going in on Amara La La Negra talking about how he Mm -hmm. didn't even understand and understand that she was Afro Latina. I just felt like he had a platform. He had the opportunity to educate himself before interviewing her, understand what the hell he was going to say. And not say something so ignorant. At the same time, like, I have to see him as a person. I can't hold him in that same space. And so I pray that the viewers don't hold me in the same space either. And I hope that I don't fuck up like he does sometimes. And they say, oh, she has this platform and she fucked up. I just need to be more mindful. So, like, I feel like I will be censoring myself. I'll be my authentic self. But my authentic self doesn't want to offend people. My authentic self doesn't want to be disrespectful. My authentic self wants to be authentic and have respect for this platform, have respect for the things that I'm saying. So I want to be educated when I talk about it. And if I'm not, I'm going to censor myself and say, this is my belief. This is my opinion. Mm -hmm. This is how I feel. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that gives me, give it a little preface so that whatever I come out and say after that is like, this is not me speaking facts. This is me saying my feelings, my opinion. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so that's how I feel about censorship. Will my coworkers hear this? Um, I don't plan to share this with my coworkers. I'm actually nervous, you know, being my authentic self and sharing this podcast. I don't feel like this would work with my the values of my career. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm speaking my truth here mm-hmm. and I'm praying that this takes off and I don't need that bullshit ass job anymore. Right. Although I'm grateful right. for the job because it's supporting right. me right. and my right. lifestyle. Right. Come no. to the office, please. Uh, we like to... Clearly, co- your coworkers don't need to hear that. <laughs> so let me say that real quick. Let me say that. I, I love my job and I love the luxury that it affords. Yes, I love the fact. But, but that's also my truth. That should you being genuine. Like in terms of what you're saying, I mean, like you said a lot, but to, to break down the last part, like can you be like if you're trying to like, like alter yourself does like i don't know does that 
I question your authenticity if you're like, if you're purposely trying to like not be yourself because you know that people are listening. It's like you could, you could be yourself whether you're, you're alone or obviously again, like depending on who your audience is, like your, your attitude may change. No doubt about that. But in terms of just being the authentic self, it would, it shouldn't, in, in my opinion, it shouldn't matter whether you're, you know, you're, it's a private or, or a public group. You know, you should just be yourself regardless. Like, in terms of Charlemagne, the reason I'm saying that is because, like, I know that interview with Amelo um, and like, that Latino lady, I seen it, and he was kind of, he was flaming her hard, and to be honest, like, same thing with, like, Lil Ma, um, after she did a little fuck-up um, with Jay-Z way, way back when with Alicia Keys. Like, I see mm-hmm. that side of Charlemagne, but there's also a good shot as well, where people see that he's really, like, pro-black on certain things. Like, he really does understand things going on in the black community. So, what I'm trying to tell you is that, like, people are going to see different sides of you. You know, some sides... People may see that they're not going to like some side people may like, you know, they, they're going to get the whole package. That That's what I mean. And they should accept that. Like there's going to be, you know, things about you that people are not going to like, but that's cool because there's going to be things about you that people may like. So that's just my take. Cause I love a lot of things about you. Yeah. I like that. I think that's important. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Like I already know I, I don't plan to be popular at, at all. Like, but I at least like to feel like being myself. That's cool with me. You know, my true self is, my and my true authentic self does not want to offend people. Mm-hmm. So that is my truth. When we talk about, oh, the white people do this and the white people do that, I honestly do believe that I want to make sure that I preface it by saying not all white people right. are like that. And I do feel like we've come this far because white people have been on our side. And Rihanna said it best when she says, you have white friends and they want to do business with you and they your peoples, tell them to pull up and join us in the struggle. You know what I mean? Because we we weren't able to do this by ourselves. Um, so yes, this is my true authentic self. I'm not doing this for, I'm doing this to monetize it. And I don't want to offend people that are not going to want to listen. You know what I'm saying? So being your authentic self. And if you do offend people, do you plan on apologizing for the way that you feel? Of course. I I always feel like it's appropriate to apologize. Why not? If I offended someone, my true authentic self doesn't want to offend people. You'd be apologizing all the time, TJ. You'd be apologizing all the time. That's why I feel I disagree with you on that. You'd be apologizing all the time because something you would say would offend somebody. Right. Like especially especially if we talk politics. Okay. And so guess what? And guess what I and, and guess what? I have I've never been a pro, a person that if I offend you, I'm not apologetic about it. The first thing I'm going to say is, I'm sorry that you felt offended by something that I said. Let me tell you what my intentions were. Does that make the apology genuine then? It's very genuine because I never want to offend anyone. Boogie and I have issues on, on, on this thing or whatever. And he, you know, took it a whole left way or whatever. And I was just like, that's, that was not my intention. Mm. I apologize that it came off that way. I want to see your side and see how you were offended by it. And guess what? I'm apologize. And I don't even feel like I did anything wrong in that moment. But because he was offended by it and made his like statement or whatever, like I wanted to address it because guess what? What matters more to me is that I don't offend somebody because I don't like it when I'm offended too. Right. <laughs> you know, so that's how I feel about it. Just, just to, uh, I disagree a little bit. Like I understand what you're saying. I was waiting for both to jump in. I get what you're saying, TJ. And like, I guess if you're saying sorry for every time someone gets offended, it, 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 like the, the value of that sorry, I guess it it comes into question. Like if you're saying sorry every time someone gets offended, like for Mm -hmm. example, the situation that we're talking about, sorry is not like 
the, the point. It's like addressing like what I was actually saying. So I didn't say sorry. I, I said I am apologetic, right? So I mentioned the situation and I'm apologetic about it. I don't just cover it up. With, I'm sorry. I apologize. I thought you said sorry. It's like, I know when someone's just covering it up, I'm sorry. And they do the same shit over and over again. That's something different, right? If I make an anti-Semitic comment and I'm explaining myself and I don't mean to, it to be like an anti-Semitic comment. I'm just explaining what I feel about whatever. And someone's offended by it. Mm. I feel like it's my, it's my responsibility to apologize if I offended someone. Cause that's not my intention. I was not offended by what you posted. Please stop saying that. That's why, I, like, like, that's why I'm saying, like, the sorry that you told me was not necessary. I was never offended by what you posted. I was, like, I was concerned because I thought that we were supposed to be, like, posting together as a team. I guess that kind of got miscommunicated on my part, you know, when we spoke on it. But, no, it, I, I didn't need any sort of sorry. I get what both of y'all saying, though. I get what both of y'all are saying, yeah. Definitely two sides. Like, the way I texted it was, was, was off. Yo, Shake, how you feel about censorship, King? How do you feel about uh, censoring yourself on this platform and this podcast? I, first and foremost, I feel like there's a lot of negative connotation, in my opinion, when it comes to the word censorship. Okay. I feel like we use the word censorship and code switching interchangeably when it's not the same thing. Censorship, to me, when I hear the word censorship, I feel like you want to stop me from saying my, you, you want to stop me from saying what I feel because it's going to offend somebody. I feel like you want to stop me from expressing myself. Code switching to me, when I talk to my mom, I'm not going to talk to my mom the same way I'm talking to you because I'm not going to have the same type of conversation with my mom that I'm having with you because right. this is a totally different person. So. I'm not going to curse with her. It's not me censoring myself. It's just not me having those type of conversations with her. And when I go to work, I'm not going to have the same conversation I have with my friends either. So I don't really have to censor myself or even really, uh, I don't really have to censor myself. I do have to code switch. So I'm not out there just talking hood and that's mm -hmm. not censoring. That's code switching. Yeah. I'm not, I, cause I like to talk hood sometimes, but I know when I'm at work that I have to speak professionally mm -hmm. code switching. Mm -hmm. When I when you tell me that, you know, this person or that person might be offended by what I have to say, even though I'm not cursing and carrying on that right there is censoring me. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel about censorship. And I'm not a fan of censorship. I feel like I want to speak how I feel. I don't have to curse and carry on to speak how I feel when I'm at work. If I'm upset about something. I need, to, I want to let people know that I'm upset about it and why I'm upset about it. Because you know what? If you don't say nothing about it, nobody's going to do anything or nothing is going to get done. So sometimes you have to tell people why you feel. And when they censor you, they want you to stop because they don't want, they don't want you to say what you have to say. And I feel like that right there, I'm against censorship mm -hmm. when it comes to that right there. <laughs> this niggas feel like a political prisoner from war or some shit. Yo, this is how I feel. This is how I feel. And that's why I disagree with censorship. Nah, because I, I think censorship is a is a negative word. I, I don't see it as being a positive word. I feel like it's a muzzle. They want to stop you from saying what you have to say. Code switching is not the same thing. So wait, do you believe in censorship or you do, or you, you, or you don't believe in censorship in terms of um, how you... <laughs> You can't talk the way you want to. Sometimes 
if you are the president of the United States or if you hold office or if you have a platform, sometimes you can't say the things that you need to say or that say the things that you feel because it may incite anger. It may incite riots. So, I mean, I guess some Fordham censorship is okay, but I, like I said, I just don't like the word. I don't like the word. And when I hear the word, I think of it, I think of it in a negative aspect. You think like Trump is okay to not be censured based on what you're saying? Like Trump should not be censured. He should speak his mind all, at all times. I, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Even though I don't agree with a lot of the shit Trump says, Trump, Trump is, is his authentic self. And the one thing you can't really say about Trump is that he a fake ass nigga. He ain't fake. <laughs> he going to say what not. he feel. He when he not feel it. That's, that's how... <laughs> But you know what I mean. You can't say he fake (laughs) because he gonna say what he feel when he feel it. So he's he's his authentic self. Because you see Obama, I feel like Obama is. I feel like Obama um, himself. He did not speak how he actually wanted to speak in terms of certain. He didn't speak like he felt. So now he's telling he's telling Biden. I saw an article today saying that he's urging Biden to speak on racial issues when he really didn't speak on a lot of the racial issues himself. Fact and now. he censored himself. Facts. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And I think he regrets that. Right. It was so much against him, though. As a I'm, I don't think so, because like in his position as a as a first black president, if he was just on and on about, I don't know, racial issues, it's like, it's, you know, all not, politics, not on and on. That shit against him. Like, it's, it's I don't think it would work the way we think it would have worked if he would have tried to press these issues. Maybe one of them, too. But address address the issues when they come up. Because sometimes he did not address the issues. And a lot of us, a lot of black people felt cheated. And I understand he felt like he was, he had a platform. He had a platform that he could not express himself. But you in your second term, my G, you like, talk about it. Let's talk about it. You can't get reelected again. Mm, You know what I'm saying? Talk about it. But he did not. He chose not. And I feel like he feels, I feel like he's coming at Biden to do it more. Because he feels guilty that he never he never did it. He didn't have the courage to come out and just say how he felt. Because I'm not saying that he didn't feel a way about our issue. Or maybe Biden's just in a better position to do something about it. You know what I mean? Like, maybe Obama could work better from behind the scenes. I mean, there's so much shit going on that you really don't know. He was the president of the United States. How is he not in a position to do anything about it? Yeah, I make it seem like the president of the United States itself is the most powerful position out there. Like, there's people not behind the scenes that could, like, Manipulate that. He's the most powerful man in in the freaking people. Yeah, he's He's the leader of the free world. world. In the free world, Craig, leader of the free world. world, I don't know how much how much position you could get more than that. Yes, I I get it. According (laughs) to like the definition, yeah, this man is the most powerful person. But like, like he's not. This man don't got the most resources in terms of like like billionaires whatnot. Like like there's people that have more power than him. That's what I'm trying to say. So I'm not trying to I'm not trying to imply that Obama has more like power now, but I'm saying that he may be in a better position to influence with Biden in front. You know what I mean? As a white person, he can push black issues easily. Like if he's saying like, "Yo, this uh-huh. is racist. We need to get this going." It's possible that his energy could make it move differently. I don't know. I'm just trying to play devil advocate on it. I don't think Obama was blind to black issues. That's what I'm trying to point out. Like this was not someone who was naive. There was a reason why he did not speak on it. I I have to believe that. I don't think that Obama was naive of black struggle. Not at all. I think that he was very aware of it, but I, I feel like in the case of Trayvon Martin, there was not enough action taken on his behalf for black people. 
I don't feel like you know if, like maybe not public action, yes, but how do you know there's nothing behind the scenes being done? No, that's my exact point. I don't want to have to be behind the scenes to know how passionate you feel about the issue at hand. I don't want to have to go look up some backlog fucking interview that you had three years ago when you said that Black Lives Matter. Like, I want to know that you've launched a full investigation of what happened to that little black boy. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know that you put in every effort forward to address or do research. I'm sure that's what he may have said, but that's not. That is not the result that we I, got. I, I think that's what he said. Right. Correct. And and that's the pro- and that's not on his that's not on Obama though. That's on our that's on the laws that we have. I, I can't speak on behalf of our people and I retract that statement. What I'm gonna say is that as a black man, I felt that he did not do enough to address that issue because as a black man, I felt like you had to do more. I felt like you had to do more. Mm-hmm. At that given moment, because that was the perfect time to take action and express how you really feel about that issue, you know, and seeing how the president has no filter now and seeing those shit that this guy gets away with. I just think we missed a perfect opportunity for him right. to be able to express real compassion, like real, like genuine, like not having to filter how he feels or how the people are going to view him about the loss of this little boy's life. You know, I felt like that was a very, 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 very authentic opportunity that was missed. I agree. I don't think he wasn't compassionate, but I, I, I feel like he wasn't angry enough for me. You weren't angry. I agree with that. I, I agree with that. Right. He was not angry. And he was you, not angry. You, you, the fact that you know, the, I know you're saying that there's laws, TJ. I know you're saying that there's laws, but there aren't laws against him speaking his mind. Let me also say something else. One thing that everybody loved about Obama is that he never showed his, um, when people were attacking him, he never showed anger back. He was back. A stoic. He did exactly what <laughs> right. Malachi does, the stoism or whatever, you know? And that's something that we, yeah, that's what we loved about him is that he was always well composed, even when it was a situation. And I get that. You guys wanted to seem fiery mad and say, I'm very upset that this happened and whatever, and whatever the case may be. Like you said, Shake. No, but I was saying our current president gets to, although we're talking about censorship, like as the free world leader, basically, it should be some things that he should censor. However, I could see how people could possibly admire that he has no censorship because he just says whatever the hell he wants to say. I, right. I mean, his popularity is, is, is going down and down. There's only so, like that. There's only so yeah. much long you could do all that direct shit. Like he's not like exactly his work ethic is is horrible. And that's what I'm saying. Regardless, and even if you are, you you cater to different people. You cater to Hispanics. You cater to African Americans. You cater to white people. You cater to Jews. So you have all of these people. You understand that you have to be mindful of. But in his mind, he's not mindful of anybody but himself. You know what I mean? In mm-hmm. his right. so it's just inappropriate with some of the stuff he says. Even though he's not censored, but you, he has to. Be mindful because you you are, you know, you are the lead of all these other individuals. So it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't I don't know if you got time for, but I do have a question for y'all real quick. Yeah. I, I wanted to know how y'all felt about censorship and um, and not only cartoons but like comedy because and I and I asked that because like some of my favorite cartoons are probably some of the most offensive cartoons, and I speak of like Family Guy or um or South Park or something like that. And I I know those are offensive like cartoons, but it's just the fact that at what point do we draw the line 
in terms of things like that that are released publicly from people that have this reputation of offending people like do we accept that but then not accept it from people like themselves but the representation of it there's a very fine line when it comes to comedians i feel like they always get a pass because they Shouldn't say oh well i was then? just i was just joking the funny ones, i think anyway. they do it more in yeah it's, yeah it's done more frequently in comedy and it's okay you know richard Pryor, he was like one of the main ones that would say very offensive things and you know laugh behind it and it was okay you know and his crowd was if even if it was a crowd of white people and he's offending them you know like it's i feel like comedians always get a pass is it okay maybe not a lot of them do i mean yeah why, you're right not all the time look at my comedian still the, can't say nigga that, that, like, that, that seinfeld dude he definitely caught it um good for him um, you're right kramer yeah, and then right. you know caught it the one that did the head of um what's her name kathy griffin the, the one that did the head of oh, um, trump trump he went in on her. Oh, oh, I didn't see that shit. No, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was he awesome had her back. on like one of the lists. Uh, what what kind of list it is where she couldn't even leave the country? Like it was most like a terrorist or something list. like that. Yeah, wow, he put her yeah, on a like, terrorist a, list. Wow. He was an asshole. He wow. was. Really I, think got, I think she got dunked today. The Charlemagne was like, "Yo, like, yo, I don't, I don't rock with Trump neither." But you can't put a de- decapitated head of the dude. You know what I mean, Mm-mm. yeah, that's, that's wow. no action. Yeah, she was bugging, bugging on that. Yeah, she wild. She did wild a little bit. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> All right. Well, this is our episode of Censorship. I um, don't thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, you can check us on our local. Uh, well, I don't know. You got to plug me in with that later. But all right. I just wanted to wrap it up because we're going to keep on going for like the next 15, yeah. 40 hours. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Sophisticatedly Ratchet podcast. Let us know your thoughts on the episode. Do you agree? Disagree? Tell us how you really feel. Email us at therealsrpodcast at gmail.com. We release new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Please be sure to subscribe and follow us on IG, Twitter, and YouTube. Go to thesrpodcast.com to link to all our social media platforms. Don't forget to like and share our episode with your fellow sophisticatedly ratchet friends. See you next Wednesday.